There are some stories in Jewish history that are so bizarre, so fascinating, so completely wild that they feel straight out of a movie. Join hosts Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab for Season 3 of Jewish History Nerds, a new season of intrigue, mystical realms, and bloody battles. Jewish History Nerds will keep you on the edge of your seat as you learn all about some of the craziest and most amazing, yet largely unknown stories that fill Jewish history books. Jewish History Nerds Season 3, hosted by Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Beyond Zero is Toyota's vision of a carbon-neutral future and more. Toyota gives you the power to reduce carbon emissions and help move toward its vision with a wide selection of electrified vehicles. Whether you're into hybrid EVs for that traditional Toyota feel with better MPG, battery EVs for a smooth and silent ride, or plug-in hybrid EVs that switch between battery and fuel, Toyota has you covered. And for those who prefer hydrogen, Toyota's fuel cell EVs emit nothing but water vapor from the tailpipe. So cool. Giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions and move closer to Toyota's Beyond Zero Vision. Visit toyota.com slash electrified vehicles slash beyond dash zero dash vision. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey y'all, Eves here. Today's episode contains not just one, but two nuggets of history. These are coming from the TDIHC vault, so you'll also hear two hosts. Consider it a double feature. Enjoy the show. Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson, and it's September 9th. The Attica Prison Uprising started on this day in 1971. An immediate precursor to this uprising was the killing of activist and author George Jackson. He was incarcerated at San Quentin Prison in California, and he was killed on August 21st of 1971. This was during an alleged escape attempt, but there are still a lot of unanswered questions and controversies around his death. But the consensus among the men who were incarcerated at Attica was that he had been framed and murdered by the guards. This certainty combined with ongoing issues of racism and just dehumanizing conditions at the prison put everyone on edge, from the incarcerated men to the staff, everyone. Less than three weeks after Jackson was killed, Leroy Dewar was in a play fight with another man in the cell block A exercise yard. This was horseplay. They weren't actually fighting with each other. 
an officer yelled for him to stop, but also mistook him for another man and called him by the wrong name. So Dewar didn't stop. He didn't know he was the person that was being spoken to. It was his first day back in the exercise yard after being keep-locked or confined completely to his cell for a week when another officer came down into the yard to break up this this horseplay, Dewar hit him in the chest and said that he wouldn't be keep-locked again. This was not a punch. It was more of a tap or a shove. A crowd started to gather around them, and the situation became incredibly tense, with a lot of incarcerated men defending Dewar and the officers becoming increasingly concerned about the situation they finally decided to drop it and resolve it later. Resolving it later meant taking Dewar and one of the men who had come to his defense out of their cells after lockup and taking them to solitary confinement. This was something that the other incarcerated men were sure was a sign that something terrible was about to happen to them. As the men were being taken to breakfast the next morning, somebody in Company 5 took advantage of an unattended lockbox to let somebody who was supposed to be in keep lock out of his cell. The officers realized what was going on, and they started to contain everyone in Company 5 in one of the access tunnels in the prison. When they realized they were trapped, this led the men to panic, and some of them jumped two of the officers and took their keys Almost immediately, the officers lost control of a lot of Attica. Incarcerated men started breaking down security gates and making improvised weapons. The prison staff was absolutely unprepared for something like this. The facility itself had been built with all of these security gates and other features that were supposed to prevent exactly this kind of an uprising. And with the gates broken down, they didn't really have a plan. The uprising continued for days, and the incarcerated men took hostages. A group of men in D Yard in the prison commandeered a typewriter and drafted a list of demands. But negotiations about those demands kept running into roadblocks. Then on September 11th, 1971, Officer William Quinn, who had been struck in the head during the initial takeover of part of the prison, died of his injuries. On September 13th, law enforcement decided to retake the prison by force. When they did, in the span of about 15 minutes, 38 people were shot to death and 80 more were wounded, one of whom later died of his injuries. A quarter of those killed were hostages, not incarcerated men. The building itself was also heavily damaged. And during the effort to restore normalcy, many of the incarcerated men were beaten, humiliated, and addressed with racist slurs. There were some reforms that followed this riot. Some of them were related to the demands that the men had typed up during the uprising. Some of them addressed some of the conditions that had primed the men to stage an uprising in the first place. But a lot of the dehumanizing conditions at the prison persisted. There is a whole lot more to this story, from the conditions at Attica before the uprising to the uprising's aftermath, and you can learn more about it in the November 14th and 16th, 2016 episodes of Stuff You Missed in History Class. Thanks to Tari Harrison for all her audio work on this podcast, and you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Tune in tomorrow for an accidental discovery that totally changed the world of forensic science. Thank you. 
There are some stories in Jewish history that are so bizarre, so fascinating, so completely wild that they feel like they're straight out of a movie, but they're all true stories. Join hosts Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab on Jewish History Nerds for a new season of intrigue, mystic realms, and bloody battles. In season three of these podcasts, you'll meet an ancient Arabian king who converted to Judaism in a struggle for power, a mysterious author who created amulets and performed Kabbalistic exorcisms, and a can't-miss story of a female Hasidic Rebbe whose story unfolds like a real-life Yentl to challenge societal norms. Jewish history nerds will keep you on the edge of your seat as you learn all about some of the craziest and most amazing yet largely unknown stories that fill Jewish history books. Find out what happened, how it happened, and why each story still matters today. Don't miss Jewish History Nerds Season 3, hosted by Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab. Find Jewish History Nerds wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers history one day at a time. The day was September 9, 1924. Strikes organized by Filipino sugar workers in Kauai, Hawaii, turned deadly. The Hanapepe Massacre, as it became known, resulted in the death of 16 Filipinos and four police officers and the injury of many other people. Sugar plantations were a big business in Hawaii in the 1800s and early 1900s. The industry and Hawaii's economy and politics were controlled by corporations known as the Big Five. Castle and Cook, 
Theo H. Davies, Alexander and Baldwin, C. Brewer, and Amfac. Immigrants and Hawaiian laborers remained at the bottom of the class hierarchy, though they produced most of the island's wealth. The Hawaii Sugar Planters Association, or HSPA, subjected workers to discrimination and segregation. They put Chinese, Japanese, Portuguese, Spanish, and Filipino workers in different camps. And a person's race often determined what assignments and wages they received. By the 1920s, workers began to strike against the discrimination and poor conditions on plantations. Japanese, Chinese, and Korean laborers left plantations to find better work in bigger cities. The HSPA made up for the losses by encouraging more Filipino people to move to Hawaii to work on the plantations. More than 100,000 Filipinos migrated to Hawaii between 1910 and 1932. That caused a drastic shift in the ethnic makeup of the plantation workers spread throughout the Hawaiian islands. Most of the Filipinos were from the Ilocos provinces and the Visayan islands. The HSPA intentionally chose people who were uneducated and could not read or write, as it figured they would be more compliant than people who had received even just some schooling. But the Filipino workers had grueling jobs, the pay was poor, and discrimination was rampant on the plantations. Their workdays were 10 to 12 hours. They lived in barracks where they would have to share a small room with several men. And the low wages they did make largely went back to company stores, where they bought their living necessities. They often lived in isolation with no temples, language schools, or other community centers. To get a ticket back home to the Philippines from their employers, they had to work 720 days over three consecutive years. On top of that, Filipinos were discriminated against because of their nationality. But despite the HSPA's best efforts to only hire people who would not rebel, in 1920, Japanese and Filipino workers demanded better conditions, including an increase in pay from 77 cents to $1.25 per day. The HSPA rejected their demands, and labor leader Pablo Manlapit, along with Japanese labor leaders, formed the higher wage movement. A strike of Japanese and Filipino laborers proceeded and lasted several months. The HSPA evicted workers from their housing, a dispute divided Japanese leaders in Monlapit, and the HSPA spread propaganda. None of the strikers' demands were met, but Filipino laborers continued to petition for better pay and the right to collective bargaining. Still, sugar plantation owners refused to acknowledge their demands. In April of 1924, Manlapit called for Filipino workers to go on strike. Around 12,000 workers from plantations on Oahu, Hawaii, Maui, and Kauai went on strike. To attempt to put an end to the strikes, the HSPA recruited Ilocano laborers from the Philippines as strike breakers, pitting Ilocanos against Visayans. And the HSPA used spies to infiltrate strike meetings and rallies. On September 8th, strikers at a camp in Hanapepe, close to the Makaweli sugar plantation, took two Ilocanos hostage. 
Those who had joined the strikes from that plantation were from the Visayan regions, while Ilocos had continued working. The next day, police demanded the strikers release the captured Ilocanos. They did so, but violence broke out, resulting in the death of 20 people. Strikers armed themselves with guns, knives, rocks, and clubs and went up against the police. Governor Farrington sent in machine gun squads and rifle companies from the National Guard. 101 strikers were arrested, 76 went to trial, and 60 were given four-year jail sentences. Monlapit was sentenced to 10 years imprisonment. Years later, a Filipino woman said that witnesses had been promised money and a ticket to the Philippines to testify against Monlapit. The strike continued for three more months. The HSPA continued to exploit workers, though laborers did make some gains in working conditions. And other successful strikes were waged by plantation workers into the mid-1900s. Sugar plantations have since declined in Hawaii, as corporations looked to other countries where they could pay workers low wages. I'm Eves Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you haven't gotten your fill of history after listening to today's episode, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TDIHC Podcast. We'll be back with more history tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.